Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Special edition, holiday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us. As the Golden Eagle football season is underway, USM beating Alcorn State 40-14. to Beautiful night, great crowd, great atmosphere. Everything you hope for when you go to a college football game. And, uh, of course, the outcome, exactly what all Golden Eagle fans wanted. All right, we want to get started uh, we're happy to tell you again that Coach uh, Will Hall is going to join us uh, every Monday, and we're going to kick it off this week. Coach, 40-14, to 14, uh, your new quarterback looks good. Your new kicker is 4-4, four for four, so a good night. But let's start, let's start with the offense, break down what you saw on the offensive side of the ball and what you liked and if there was anything you didn't like, Coach. Yeah, you know, we, we didn't play quite as clean as we wanted to. I think we had a lot of guys. You know, our offensive unit, from me all the way through all of our offensive players, really wanted to – there was a lot of excitement coming into this game to be able to run our offense and to be able to kind of get this cloud off of us that, that we can't play offense here. So we were a little overzealous a few times, and, and they were really keyed into taking the run away and were blitzing a lot of people. But, you know, we scored the first four times we had the football, which is really good. Those first two drives were just, uh, man, they were just they were just works of art. You know, the way we went down the field and scored, we were mixing run and pass. I think the first 11 snaps of the game, we were in different personnel groupings and different looks from everything from empty to unbalanced to two back to, uh, you know, to all different types of moving and everything. I thought we operated well offensively. We uh, we only had one procedural penalty. It was on a tempo, the very first tempo. After that, our tempo was, was excellent. You know, you look across the country in week one, a lot of teams have a lot of procedural penalties and not lining up correctly and offsides. We looked like a team that had been together and was well coached. Uh, you know, we got down in the red zone uh, to, and, and had to kick four field goals or three field goals. We'd like to do better. On that, we hit a touchdown one time to Brandon Hayes, and his foot was barely out of bounds, and we ended up having to kick a field goal there. Another time, we scored and got called for holding when Drake bounced it outside, so that puts you behind the sticks, and you have to kick a field goal. And then another time, we hit a screen all the way down to the four-yard line, and we 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 crack block, you know, like we like you used to could crack block like that back in Kelly's day, you know, but you can't block like that anymore. Casting hit him a little too hard and too high. So penalties kind of kept us from scoring a few other touchdowns where we, we did score, and the penalties caught it back. It's doing your first to go from the 20, 
and things like that. That can be really hard. We had to kick field goal. So that was really the only disappointing part. Uh, we had an interception down in the low red between Billy and uh, Brandon Hayes and a little bit of a miscommunication. That can't happen. That's got to be fixed. They're two experienced players. Uh, Jerk one Scott played phenomenal offensively at guard. Uh, Jacarius Caston was awesome at wideout. Y'all saw that. We had a lot of guys play well. Billy played really, really well. Played at a high, high level. He was accurate. He was on time. His eyes were right. Uh, really only had two bad snaps all night. The interception and then one time down in the low red, he pulled it on his own read and he tried to get it out to the screen. He should have just kept it. But, uh, all in all, you know, it was a really, really fast start, which we wanted. I think you were able to see kind of what we're going to be able to be this year. And then we started subbing and doing some things and had some penalties in the low red that we got to clean up and was a little disappointed in that. All right, defensively, Coach, one play where uh, there, I guess there was a breakdown. You can explain that, that Alcorn scored on the long quarterback run. But other than that, total domination by what I think will be a really good defensive football team. Yeah, yeah, we played really well, particularly up front. On the big play, you know, Jaleel – we, we spilled it. What I, what I mean by that is the guard pulled for the edge of the defense. And when you spill it, that means you, you, you take the inside and you want to make the ball bounce, which we did. He spilled it so good that he kind of created a whole other gap. Both of our linebackers scraped outside right there to fit it exactly like they were supposed to. OTQ scraped and played it so well, he kind of got there before it hit. And he ended up slipping when he redirected. Josh Ratcliffe on the guard pull could have cross-faced a little bit better. You know, between TQ and Ratcliffe right there, one of them's just got to get a piece of that guy's leg and trip him up. And then Jay Stanley overran it because they were running a little power read sweep. Jay Stanley's got to play it inside out, not outside in. And then that guy's fast. You know, we knew that going the game. I told you, he was a four-star recruit that went to Missouri. He can really, really run. And uh, he showed it once he got through there. So we just had a combination – uh, we were overzealous uh, on the spiel, and the backers overscraped it, and then Jay Stanley overran it too. So we were we played really hard all night on defense, and that was one of the plays where you know we would like to have back. Outside of that, you know, I thought we played fast. I thought we fit the run really, really well. We knew coming in they were going to try to run it, and we shut it down. We tackled extremely well, especially for first game. Mm-hmm. Now, we tackle more here than most programs do, so we kind of expect that. We created two turnovers in the first nine plays. You know, Jay Stanley was incredible with those two. Um, you know, handling the opening script defensively is always something that's hard, and we, we handled it. You know, their first three drives, they went two and out or three and out, whereas offensively, our first two drives, we drove it and scored. Our first four drives, we drove it and scored. So uh, anytime you can do that, you get off to a really good start. We didn't give up a first down to the very end of the half defensively when we were really playing for a shot and just trying to keep it in front of us, you know. And, uh, you know, we only played like 40-something snaps defensively, and that's a credit to our kids for getting off the field on third down and then our offense for getting third downs and staying on the field. So, uh, you know, Jay Stanley played really, really well. We had a lot of guys play well over there. And uh, it was – it was I thought our D-line really, really dominated the game. No you know, question. Bivens to Booth, yeah, all those guys. And then there are your special teams, which I don't think we can ever overemphasize the importance of that. you got a new kicker. He kicks four field goals. Your punting was good. And overall, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're pretty pleased with uh, special teams. 
I really was. You know, I'll start with the bad. Our kickoff return, we weren't as clean as we want to be. We got to clean some stuff up right there. We really thought we left some yards out there on punt return. Ty Mims, uh, fair caught one that we thought we could have returned. Uh, you know, we let them, we let them break one kickoff on us because we didn't, we didn't hit our field zone on the kickoff. But all in all, the true freshman kicker, he kicked well outside of that one. Uh, the good, you know, Stein and our field goal operation was incredible. The four field goals, the 50-something yarder, just the whole group from Brennan Miller and our new snapper to Jake Lang to Stein and all our blockers. We tackled extremely well in the kicking game. Rambo and Quez McNeil on punt return at the L1 and R1, the outside spots really dominated, which allowed Ty Mims to get started. Our shields were excellent in punt and their protection. And we played clean. We got no penalties. We also had no penalties on defense. So we had no penalties in the kicking game and no penalties on defense. Uh, Rambo had played 18 snaps in the kicking game. It was phenomenal. So uh, it was a really, really good night. It was great to see Stein uh, have that opportunity. You're talking about a young man that's really battled and stuck with it. Uh, Luke will understand how important this is. But we were plus 34 in field position. Uh, you know, our average starting position was 31 and a half yard line. Their average starting position after a kick was a 25. So you're talking about six and a half yards times 12 kicks in a game. You know, what's that? 12 times six is 72 and a half. So you look at a 75 yard difference. You know, that's three quarters of a field over the course of a game that we gained just in the kicking games. It was a great night in the kicking. Games. All right, before we throw the guys in here, give us give us a grade, Coach. Overall. Oh, overall, a, uh, a, B, C, D. I, I'd probably give us about a B, you know. Uh, I, I would give us an A in the first quarter. Uh, the first quarter was phenomenal. We really did. Like, we, we came out, we executed in all three phases, and we took control of the game. Like I said, their first three drives on defense, they were three and out, two and out. We drove it and scored our first four opportunities offensively. Then after we started subbing and mixing and matching, I thought we kind of hit a lull there with some younger guys getting a lot of their first experience in college ball, and I would have liked to have played a little bit better there. So I'd give us an A at the beginning, probably about a C-plus to B-minus there at the end. So probably about a B, B-plus overall. You know, there's some things we got to get fixed. All right, Coach, when we get back, we're going to throw the guys in here and then take the second segment. As we go to the break, I know another big part of, of your first game is you want to come out of that injury free. Now, I know Kavala didn't play. Can you tell us quickly what happened there, and did we get out of the game without any injuries that concern you? We did get out of the game with any uh, concerning injuries. Uh, Cavallo pulled a muscle in pregame warm-ups, you know, which was devastating for him. You know, he was absolutely devastated. We were devastated. He's an integral part to what we do. He will be back. It's not a season-ending injury. Uh, it was just a freak deal. I, I don't know. It was just during warm-ups, getting loose and stretching. Uh, you know, he's an older guy. He hasn't, hasn't been hurt. But uh, it happened, and we had to deal with it. And I thought Coach Cocker and the rest of our young tight ends handled it, handled it well. All right, this is how we're going to start every week, guys. A complete analysis of the game by the head football coach, Will Hall. I just can't think of a better place to come for Southern Miss football analysis than right here every Monday. The guys get in with Coach right after this. We'll start off with Luke on the other side of the break. Stay with us.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour, broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg and in Laurel as well. Appreciate Southern Bank Corps. That opening segment with head coach Will Hall was sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. It's a great place to cater your next home game. And this segment, uh, this segment will be sponsored by Campus Bookmark, Miss Kathleen. I was in there over the weekend. She's awesome. And boy, were they busy. Uh, that's what football does. Campus Bookmark, Dickie's Barbecue, we thank them for their support. All right, Coach Will Hall with us. Luke, get in here with Coach. Coach, um, looking at the, the stat sheet, uh, Billy completed – he was twenty one to twenty eight. Holman came in. It was three to three. But that's the with, with Billy. That's the most completions you've had from a quarterback since like October of twenty one. Were you more proud of that or the fact that you got the ball to nine different receivers through the ball game? Yeah, I, I was proud of the way we threw the ball because they came out and said, "Hey, we're not going to let you run it." We still were able to run it, you know, pretty good. I think we had over a hundred yards at, at the half. But I mean, Billy just came out on fire. Like I said, that first drive was great. The second drive was great. Uh, you know, he was accurate. He was on time. Uh, he was going to the right place. Uh, a lot of different looks, you know, in the uh, in, in all their blitz packages and stuff. So, uh, you know, I thought he was I thought he was awesome, and I, I enjoyed watching him work. And it was fun to run our offense again. Um, you, you see, just in one game, kind of how you saw a player last year and, and this year. We see that. You see that every day. Ty Mims looks even faster this year. Yeah, he's well. You know, he's been with. And this is the first time he's been able to be with Ancar for a full year because he was a true freshman. So last spring was his first spring. The summer was his first or second summer, and so he's been with Ancar for a full year. He's changed his body a little bit. He's a little stronger, a little quicker, faster, and uh, he's got a chance to be a dynamic player. On uh, on defense, um, of course, good for everybody to see Maples and uh, and and Bozeman out there. Brand new secondary, of course. You you mentioned Jay Stanley in the first uh, the first segment quite a bunch. What what you think? What you got out of your your other guys, especially the guys really getting extensive uh, playing time for the first time? Yeah. So all four corners uh, that that are in the competition, they all graded out winners. Uh, you know, they made some plays right there. They weren't able to get tested probably as much as we would have liked for them to because. You know, we dominated the line of scrimmage so well. They had trouble. Alcorn had trouble blocking us. Uh, Jay played well. Dylan played well. Markel played really well at star. Jay Jones played a lot of snaps. Elijah Sabatini got in there at safety. Played well. Hayes Puckett got in there and played well, the, the governor. And, uh, you know, it was great. Like you said, Swayze and Hayes. Swayze had two big pass deflections. That were really good, and uh, so so it was fun to watch those guys play. Coach, offensively, you know, tight ends. We, I guess, over the years, primarily we've used as blockers. But Cole Cavallo's uh, substitute came in, big kid, came in two really nice catches downfield. Yeah, you know, it's good to see those guys. You know, Avery White and Justin Reed are, uh, you know, going to be really good players for us. Uh, after Cole went down in pregame warmups. You know they really stepped up, and and they're they're going to have to continue to do that. They both got talent, and and they're uh, they're they're good young kids that are going to be good players for us. And uh, we, you know we, Cole was a major part of that plan. You know for all week we had a lot of different matchups. We we're going to use Cole, plan on getting the ball a lot. 
like everything, man, that goes awry. AIE, baby, you know, AIE and adjust, and that's what we're about here. And I thought Coach Cocker did a good job having those young guys ready, and we did. And one of the wide receivers that you haven't heard a, a lot of his name, but certainly contributed in a great way, I thought, was Davis Dalton. Yes, Davis did. You know, a young wide out, redshirted last year, played in a few games, and he is really talented and a great kid, and he's really coming on. He had a pulled hamstring during a lot of fall camp. But he's gotten healthy here in the last two weeks, and it was good to watch him play. I think he's going to be a good Golden Eagle force in the future. Now, tomorrow, Competition Tuesday, I'll be there with a microphone ready to go. But what, what are some things that you'll be acutely uh, alert on tomorrow on Competition Tuesday, some things you're looking for? You know, Kelly, Tuesdays are kind of like Groundhog Day, man. It's pretty all, much all the same for the for the. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get after. It. We're gonna do our team stuff. We're gonna do inside drill. We're gonna do scale, and it's good on good from a base standpoint. We're not trying to trick each other. We're trying to give each kid a chance to compete right. and to continue to get better at, at the skills it needs to be a good college football player. And then towards the end, we start gearing towards our opponents. So. uh It'll look like a normal Tuesday to you until we get to the end. We'll be working on Florida State instead of Alcorn. Coach, uh, let, let's turn the page to Florida State. Um, everybody in the country watched them play last night. Of course, you're getting ready for them today. Let's start with uh, with Mike Norvell, their head coach, a guy that you, was his, you were his associate head coach at Memphis. And I went back and looked and was reminded the day you were hired at Southern Miss, he put out just a massive supporting tweet talking about Southern Miss had hit a home run in hiring you. You guys have uh, coached together and know each other well. Yeah, I got to thank the world of Mike. You know, he did a phenomenal job at Memphis. And, you know, what he took on at Florida State is very similar to what I took on here. It was a total rebuild from the ground up. He took a lot of scrutiny early on because he couldn't win as fast as everybody wants you to. But um, as he kept working and building and got his players in there, you can see he's in year four. And this is a phenomenal football team we're playing. We played Alabama in 2021, and they ended up playing for the national title. And this team is, you know, right there with that team. I mean, this bunch, I'll be absolutely shocked if they don't make the college football playoff. You know, watching they're, them, a, they're a great football team. Watching them play last night, Jordan Travis is crazy special. But defensively, it, I was, you know, I, I was – I had my eyes open last night when when Florida State how fast and physical they were and that big hit they laid on Daniels you know when he jumped but that's what you're facing this week an elite quarterback and and a very fast uh, defensive team. Yes, they are. They've recruited well. They're really well coached. Uh, they really don't have a weakness. You know, I mean, they've got it going on in every way, and uh, you know it'll be a tremendous challenge for us. We've got to have a great week of preparation, and we've got to come down there and play at an extremely high level. Coach, let's talk about the atmosphere, the crowd. Your thoughts about the about the energy that everybody felt Saturday night. That's what we want every every Saturday at Southern Miss to be like. Yes. Yeah, we really do. You know, and credit to Alcorn. I thought I thought their fans and their whole operation was first class. I thought they did a great job bringing a bunch of people and going. And I thought our fans did an awesome job as well. You know, that's the biggest crowd. You know that I've coached under here. Uh, you know, I'd still like to get that rock packed again one day You know, as we continue to build this program back to what we want it to be. But that was by far the, the most electric atmosphere that we've had, you know, since we started building this program back. And I really greatly appreciate everybody that was able to come out and support us. Coach, I want to go back to when you talked about Norvell was, was not able to win as quickly as you wanted to. You know, some Southern Miss people, you know, Coach Hall, they're not – 
you know, you haven't won as quickly as people would like it to. Talk about the relationship you, that any coach has to have with an administration when a president or an AD might be saying, look, coach, I'm getting a lot of heat from my fan base here. we got to kick this thing in the butt. Yeah, you know, I think I think on the front end, you know, you you got to know. You know, I, I tell all my young coaches all the time, whenever you take a head job, make sure that you're going to be able to win, you know, because – you know, unless your name's Kiffin, you usually only get one shot. You know, and and like, I mean, if that shot doesn't, if that shot is not good, and you're not ready for it, you're probably not going to get another shot. And you know, so Mike knew the administration at Florida State was going to back him and support him. They knew the bill. Jeremy obviously knew hearing Dr. Bennett at the time moving to Dr. Paul knew this was going to be a total reconstruction, a total new rebuild. You know, for us to be able to do it. So. uh you know, like I said, Mike has done a phenomenal job, and I've got the utmost respect for him and uh, and really admire, you know, what he's done there. Hey, Coach, Andrew Stein just named the Sunbelt Special Teams Player of the Week. I'm not sure if you were aware of that. That just, uh, that just uh, made its way to me. So good for him. Four field goals. He was perfect. And uh, I mentioned this kid uh, before we went on the air, and I just think he's a, he's a great personality. The, the leading all-purpose uh, guy – was Jacarius Caston with uh, uh, with 113 total yards? Talk about him just a minute. I thought he was really fast, really electric, and uh, you like, like him personally too. I though, like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. he's he's a, he's a good kid. What do you think, Coach? Yeah, really, really good football player. Uh, does things the right way. Country kid from Natchez. Went to Adams Christian. Uh, went to Hines Community College. Has been a good player for us in our first two years here too. He just got banged up some, and then he also you know, was victim of us not being able to get him the ball as much as we'd like. Uh, him and Billy were on the same page in that first drive on the corner blitz. That was beautiful. Uh, they started off the second half with two beautiful seam balls, uh, hit him on a deep ball one-on-one, and then we were able to hit him, uh, get him a speed sweep as well. So he's a guy we will get him the ball each week. Dynamic football player. He's built like a running back. He's over 200 pounds. And uh, it got a chance to be a special player for us. Right. All right, just a few seconds left. What's your message uh, to your fan base and uh, the Golden Eagle Nation here after week one, Coach? Yeah, man, keep 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 supporting us. You know, we knew going into this thing that we've got a very daunting and tough schedule. Uh, we were, you know, could be playing the best team in the country this week. It's going to be a tremendous challenge. Our kids are fired up about that challenge. We're going to go down there and put our best foot forward. And it's going to be interesting to see how much we've grown. And what I mean by that is in 2021, when we got here and started this program off, we went to Alabama and played a national title contender and had no shot to, to even make it a game, even for a moment. I think they ran the opening kickback, you know, if we remember correctly. And it was just on. We just couldn't match up in any way. It's going to be interesting to see, now that we're in year three, how much that's changed, you know, and, uh, and how far we've grown. Uh, you know, I hope we've grown a lot. I think we have. I think we're going to be able to to, to go down there and, and represent, you know, our great program the right way. So that's what we're hoping to do. All right, Coach. Great pleasure having you on the show. We look forward to next Monday already. Good luck this weekend. I appreciate you guys, man. appreciate all you do for us to the top. All right, Coach Will Hall, everybody. When we come back, we'll get the perspective of Lee Roberts right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, I want to thank head football coach Will Hall. He'll be joining us again every Monday, and we sure appreciate that. Great to hear 
his analysis uh, of the opening weekend and that 40-14 to 14 win over Alcorn State. 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the show. It's a great place. Uh, it'd be a great place to watch the Florida State game uh, coming Saturday night. I can't think of a better place to go. And the NFL season begins on Thursday where the Detroit right. Lions have no shot of uh, beating Kansas City because, you know, you can't no, touch Patrick not. Mahomes. No, of course you know. not. He is the new Tom Brady. <laughs> right. uh, Lee Roberts is the color analyst and needs no introduction to our audience. He's a very good friend of ours, one of the great quarterbacks in Southern Miss history and uh, and does uh, color commentary on the uh, football network. i got to say, first off, two observations. I want to get your thoughts. I thought the um, – I thought the red beans and rice and the peach cobbler in the press box knocked it out of the park for an opening weekend, uh, Lee. That that was really good, and I thought the Golden Eagles played well as played well too. Well, a couple a couple things for sure, and I will agree with you on both. So that was the, that was the two things that I actually did eat in the press box. Had me some red beans and rice, and had me some cobbler at the half as well. So uh, yeah. kudos to the the staff that. Uh, cooked that up it was very good and yeah the gold niggas i felt like it was a, it was a good win overall um you know obviously first game you want to you want to get a win you want to do some positive things i felt like we came out and you know really set the table early and that was kind of what we needed to do so overall i felt, felt like it was a really good win all right nobody can analyze a quarterback play any better than you uh, your observations of uh, the debut of billy wiles you know i felt like outside of the one interception a, a pretty flawless evening um throwing the football he looked extremely well he did get some pressure um at times and you know standing in the pocket taking some some late hits i think two rough in the passer calls against him so that just shows you how tough he is and then obviously you know he called his own number a couple of times and rushed the football uh so i felt like billy wiles i mean he's a guy that's going to stand in the pocket and He's going to deliver, and then two, he can he can tuck it and run. So super proud of the way he came out and played. And that's that's the first question I had, Lee. Were those quarterback runs designed plays, or was that just a, a last resort type of move on his part? You know, I, I think they were just they, you know they they call them the RPO. Obviously, you can hand it off, you can pass it, you can run. Um, but I, I felt like there were some that were designed runs for him, and I felt like down, especially down in the red zone, going into the south end. I felt like Coach Coach Hall was just trying to keep the defense, you know, off balance and just calling calling the quarterback run. So I, I think we'll see that this year, um, you know, especially when you have a, a backup like Holman Edwards where you don't really have a drop off too much. I, I think you can let your quarterback get out and run a little more um, than normal. So we, we may get a chance to see that, but definitely. He's a guy that's going to stay in the pocket and can, can throw the ball down the field, too. One of the questions the fan base had was, is now that Southern Miss has a, air quotes, legitimate quarterback or, or quarterbacks, what would be what would happen to the superback? Will Hall said they were going to keep it in the playbook and turned out to be profitable Saturday night. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, when, when I talked to Coach Hall this week, he didn't think he was a superback this week. But he did. I mean, I, he brought in a couple defensive line and had them in, in the uh, backfield as upbacks and put Frank Gore back there in short yardage situation and, and did it. So, you know, and then guys, not even like Frank Gore, I mean, you're going to see him do that. But Chandler Pittman and Tavius Willis, a couple other guys that's going to run that position. I mean, that's just part of Coach Hall's offense. I mean, you, you put that position on the depth chart, so he calls it a position. He names players for that position. I think we'll see going forward, which, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Luke? Uh, Lee, go back to Billy. I mean, really, 
uh, Coach Hall in the in first segment with us uh, told us that really the first two offensive drives were I, I, he didn't say perfection he just said they were extremely good how key is that not in just this game we can talk about this game first but but going forward as a former quarterback the first two drives going pretty flawless like that gets gets confidence the rest of the day a game and allowed billy to really have the game that he did well you know that was what coach hall really wanted was to you know gain confidence at the quarterback position gain confidence you know for the offense and you know, we won the toss. We deferred. We get a we'll get an interception by Jay Stanley. Turns the ball over, you know, to the Golden Eagle offense on the plus side of the field, and you can't you can't ride it up any better. So so right then the offense gets to go out on a sudden change, and you know Wiles drives them down the field for a score. So and then the second the second series, you know, I think he drove them down for to a field goal. But um, yeah, I felt like those two drives you need to come out and play well, especially following a turnover. You don't want to have a three and out or have to punt it away. So uh, following a turnover, they did exactly what they needed to, got points, and uh, he, he did. Very, very impressive all night long. I made the comment to Will, Ty Mims looked faster. Um, who, who really that you have seen before as you're watching the game, who really stood out to you as, wow, that, that guy has taken the next step. He's a different football player this year. Well, I think Caston, I mean, he, he had the best night you know, offensively amongst all those guys. And I kind of mentioned it to Coach Hall on the postgame show as well, that outside of Caston, who had over 100 yards, it was it was pretty clear that we've got a lot of different guys we can throw the football to, a lot of different guys we can hand it off to, um, and guys are going to go make some go make some plays. One guy, though, that I'm really excited about on the offensive side is Davis Dalton, the young freshman out of MRA. I mean, he's a, he's a big-body guy that – you know, caught a couple passes. He caught a big pass last year. Um, and this is a guy coming off an injury in preseason, too. So, you know, although he's not, you know, your, your top five receivers, he's going to be a guy that's going to continue to work himself in. So I think Caston and, and uh, Davis Dalton were two of the ones that I was really impressed with. Last, last question for me, and just because I've had several people ask it to me, you give up sacks. Um, offensive line in a few places looked, you know, like okay, th- that's not going to work next week against Florida State. Um, but thoughts about the offensive line? Uh, I, I know that that basically uh, Alcorn was selling out to stop the run. I, I get that, but I'm saying, did you feel like the offensive line they show you enough for later in the season? You know, I think so. I, mean, I think it just continues to be a, a work in progress. I mean, Coach Greg's done a good job getting those guys, you know, more than just five guys ready. I mean, it's a group of 10 to 12 to 15 that can play. Um, did we play our best offense? Did we play half? Yes, it is game one. But I know we were talking, you know, before we got on air that that Alcorn defensive front, they're, they're a lot better than most people probably even expected. Um, and so, yeah, there were there were a couple times that, that they did win, and that's going to happen. Um, I just feel like if you if you go out and you play four quarters, and what I mean by you keep your starters out there for four quarters, you know, I think you're going to have a big day throwing the football. You're going to have a big day running the football uh, against Alcorn, even though they are a really good front yeah. front group of uh, defensive guys. You know, ironically, uh, Friday when we were all at the Fuzzies, uh, I asked you what was the toughest game you ever played in, and you said Florida State. And then last night I watched Florida State play LSU, and boy, oh boy, Ali, uh, they look really, really good. Uh, your thoughts about Florida State, and 
as as a player, how do how do you prepare to to walk into a gauntlet like that? You know that they really remind me of the Florida State of the '90s, back when Bobby Bowden had that group that was so good and so talented, um, offensively, defensively. I mean, they've got a quarterback that can throw it. I think he was responsible for maybe five touchdowns last night. A running back that is very, very good and very powerful, and of course, big and fast and. You know, so this is a, a Florida State team that I think tried to make a statement last night against a really good LSU team. Um, so how do you prepare and how do you plan? You just you just got to kind of stick to your game plan and you just hope you can go in and do some positive things and you want to walk away, you know, and to be able to get back home safely. You want to hopefully be somewhat injury free, somewhat healthy, and again, you just you just got to start preparing um, to how will this game help us in the future games and you know yeah would you rather have had another game at this point maybe hey but a chance to go down in Tallahassee and play in a big atmosphere I think these guys are going to be excited yeah no no question about it and uh just a minute left but the league wins 10 games this weekend uh Texas State upsets Baylor well I mean it was quite a start uh, for the Sun Belt uh and this boy that that is that is not going to be easy playing that conference schedule is it no, it's really not. I mean, if you look at what we have, I mean, we've got you know three non-conference games that are that are going to be really strong in Florida State, Tulane, and Mississippi State, and then a very very difficult Sun Belt Conference. And you know, uh, I know South got beat by Tulane this weekend, but yeah, some some really big wins by ULM as well as um, Texas State. So guys that we'll have to face later in the year. So it's going to be a fun year and uh, an exciting year, but. A very difficult one indeed. Well, I got to tell you, my friend, I, I just can't think of a better way to break down the football season than to have you and Will Hall every Monday. I mean, this is obviously going to be the the go to place uh, to analyze Southern Miss football, and uh, we're always grateful for the uh, wonderful contribution you make to our show every year. And uh, we look forward to having you back on uh, each and every Monday. Yeah, absolutely. Look forward to it, and I appreciate what you guys do, man. Always great and- talking with you. Don't forget, Lee, when you follow Coach Hall, that means Eagle Post is going to go over every single thing you say. So just get ready for the criticism. It's fierce out there, okay? It's okay. I'm ready for it. (laughs) Lee Roberts, everybody, one of the great Southern Miss Golden Eagles of all time. Good friend of ours, we're happy to say. All right, we'll talk a little bit about the Sun Belt when we come back. Quite a weekend for the league. Good, Good stuff to talk about. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Labor Day brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Excellent facilities, best in the Pine Belt. It's all at DBAT and D1. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel recap uh, over the weekend. Uh, Lady Eagle Golf. Why is it, guys? Guess where they started? Guess what tournament they started in in golf world? Uh, South Al. There you go. They were at the uh, Jaguar. 
<laughs> Invitational. Must That's be a, a state law. I don't know. It uh, m- must be. Anyway, Lady Eagles in fourth place heading into today. Uh, All-conference Momoko Ando um, has highlighted, uh, as she did all last year, um, they are tied for fourth. She is tied for 13th overall. Elena Melich also 13th overall. Southern Miss just behind Jacksonville State, Middle Tennessee, and ULM. Volleyball uh, was in uh, Nacogdoches, Texas, and uh, they dropped two out of three matches um, this weekend. And, and Coach Hazelwood, I was following on, on uh, social media this weekend, and, and that's Stephen F. Austin um, team, re- really good. Lady Eagles uh, lose uh, two out of three, fall to one and five on the year. Um, but, again, in two of those matches that they lost, two sets were determined by two points. So you got to feel like they're close, and uh, I think that was the message that that Coach Hazelwood uh, was communicating on their way back. As Bob mentioned earlier in the show, Southern Miss Redshirt Junior place kicker Andrew Stein, Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week. He hit from 25, 23, 41, and then a 52-yard bomb, which I think, guys, Jake Ling was more excited about it than Andrew Stein was. But uh, Stein five for five, or four for four over the weekend um, in the 40-14 to 14 victory over Alcorn. Across the Sunbelt Conference, Sunbelt goes 10-4. and four. Of course, Georgia State beat Rhode Island Thursday, 42-35. Arkansas State falls uh, brutally on the road in Norman by a score of 73 to nothing to the Oklahoma Sooners. Appalachian State puts away Gardner-Webb, 45-24 in Boone. Georgia Southern defeats the Citadel, 34 to nothing. James Madison takes care of Bucknell, 38-3 at home. Marshall defeats Albany. This one was close, guys, in Huntington, 21-17. to The uh, kind of surprise of the week, Monroe knocks off Army at home, 17-13. to Tulane hands South Alabama their first loss of the season, 37 37- to 17. Troy defeats Stephen F. Austin, 48-30. Virginia Tech beats Old Dominion um, in Blacksburg, 36-17. Louisiana knocked off Northwestern, 38-13. Coastal Carolina had a long flight back from Los Angeles after losing to UCLA, 27-13. And how about Texas State knocking off Baylor, 42-31. Sunbelt goes 10-4. Absolutely shocked at that Texas State score. Brand new coaching staff said they were going to try to run an up, up, you know, up tempo offense, but to go to do it against Baylor, uh, just absolutely shocked. Just as shocked on the other side of the coin at the way Arkansas State was manhandled by Oklahoma. Oklahoma was not a very good team last year, and I really thought that Arkansas State a lot of football to be played yet, but I really thought that Arkansas State was going to be among the more improved teams in this league. Um, Louisiana Monroe. As well, Bowden. Yeah, he's one. He's one of the kind of these odd guys that really likes going to to programs that they're in really bad shape, and he likes to go in with no pressure and rebuild them. And it looks like that's what may be going on in Monroe because Army's pretty solid. And for them to to beat Army, um, that's that's a great win. Nice win for them, I for think. sure. Really nice win for them. And yeah. now when you look at Southern Miss's schedule, that that might change a little bit of the complexion. You know, the South right. Al loss is it that South Al's down a little bit? And that Tulane's better than we thought, but now now you're looking at that Tulane game, and that was one that you guys have been a, a teeter tottering on. That's one of those swing games in the Southern Miss schedule. Is Tulane really that good? Well, I'm looking as uh, across the room. I think I've got this right. Three of your next four games will be Florida State, Tulane, 
and Texas State. That's correct. That's right. I was hoping maybe my eyes were deceiving me, but they were not, right? No, and the Red, thank God for the Red Wolves in there. Anyone, anywhere, anytime, bring it. That was pretty – it was kind of one of the stories over the weekend on social media that the, uh, the player for, uh, for Arkansas State kind of went and consoled Butch Jones. He was kneeling down as, you know, they were getting beat down. and It's just kind of a situation you don't like to see. And Texas State, Luke, the first time ever that the, that the Bobcats have, have won a – uh, First beaten. Power Five win. That's exactly right. Absolutely. That's, that, that's a big party school too, right? Texas State. So there was probably a pretty good bit of uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of spring breakers head down to San Marcos. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they're pretty happy down there Saturday night. Right as now. if they need a reason to party, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> San Marcos. Let me give you a little. Let me give you just a little tidbit. Different Florida State team, but a different Southern Miss team. 2021, Mike Norvell's Florida State Seminoles almost beat Notre Dame, 41-38. And then they lose the next week to Jacksonville State. Look, Just throwing it out there. No, I, and I said this to Bob, Luke. And, okay, you can throw that out there. In the production meeting today, in, in his office, I said, look, if if you have to have Florida State play a game like that, why not? Get, get it out of the way. Let them play great. Let them smell themselves a little bit. Have some of those NIL guys say, you know, my ankle hurts. I may want to sit out the Southern Miss game. No. You know? Uh, and, and the last thought, anybody that thought Deion Sanders was a joke – Man. You're not laughing now, are you? Man. Not laughing now. Man. All right. That was that was inspiring. Lots of good stuff coming all week. We sure appreciate you tuning in. I want to thank Coach Will Hall. I want to thank our good buddy Lee Roberts. Uh, they'll be with us every Monday. And we'll be at practice tomorrow. So, well, the very latest from the Later practice field. tomorrow. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.